Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Young Pros Talk podcast. This is episode nine, The Millennial Misconception. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let everyone know the articles we're basing our commentary on. The first article is called The Real Problem with Millennials and What to Do About It by Vanessa Mary Nornberg from Inc.com. The second article is titled Why Don't Young Professionals Want to Talk on the Phone by Lindsay Pollack, who is a multi-generational workplace expert. In part one of this episode, we mainly discussed the article by Vanessa, which to summarize states that millennials are pretty much entitled have problems with being specific, and should be micromanaged to help them succeed in the workplace. At least that's the impression I got from this article. We will post both articles on our website if you would like to read them at youngprostalk.com. If you have any questions or comments regarding this article or about the podcast, you can reach out to us at youngprostalk at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, Young Pros Talk, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at youngprostalk. Now, here's episode nine, The Millennial Misconception, part one. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Young Pros Talk podcast. This is episode nine, The Millennial Misconception. My name is Redman, and today I have a couple of special guests joining me all the way from Detroit. Good, great university friends of mine. Uh, Jerron, what's going on? I am very, very excited to be here. I'm bursting with excitement. And Hannah. Hey. <laughs> How's everything going, y'all? Good. How Thanks are you, Thanks for coming all the way from the U.S. of A to the C-A-N-A-D-A. I think that's how you spell Canada. I hope I spelled it right. Is that, some, is that what you guys do here in Canada? You spell it out? No, I was just trying to be funny, I guess. Don't do that again. Okay. Oh, just anticipate it. Here he goes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, but what's going Nobody on, guys? Knows. Yo, it is really good to see y'all. It's really good to see you too, right now. I haven't seen Jerron since is. 2016. As he keeps debating that it's not 2016. I, I think <laughs> the reason why we're having a difference in when's the last time we saw each other is because you're always on my mind and my heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That was better than the last four <laughs> takes that we did where I just kind of just blazed you. And now I, I, I give you like love and you're just like staring at me. What well, it's unexpected love. You know, when you get unexpected love, you're like. Oh shit! What? what What do you do? What do you say? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, accept it. I I said I love you. I mean, well, I love you too, man. I love you too. They are good friends. Loving you no more. (laughs) He sure is gonna love you. And Hannah, I haven't seen you since like four years, yo. Four years. Four three years. Mm -hmm. Too long, basically. Too long. You were spending time in Zambia. Mm -hmm. 
How was that? It was good. I was teaching English. I made a lot of friends. I'm really grateful for the time. I was there two and a half years, so. Do you it miss good. it? You trying to go back? You leaving us again? Or so I much. I miss it a lot. I would like to go back for a visit. I don't know if I'll go back for work. You again. can come to Canada. I would love to come to Canada. Can't. I'm trying to be able to go to the hospital for free. <laughs> I, I just want to say a couple things. One, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Zambia, and you keep saying Zambia. <laughs> I want to point that out because it, here we go blazing it's again. Zombie land. This ain't. <laughs> Not really. It's not really the same thing. Also, we both know Hannah would never come to Canada because it's not exotic enough. What? <laughs> it's like second America. So you pulling me into the blaze, huh? Okay. It's like that. Uh, I, I would definitely come to Canada, especially Toronto. Seems very diverse, and I like that. And I like the healthcare. <laughs> yeah, we like the healthcare too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, especially me right now during the situation I'm going through. But yeah. it's it's been. It's been good, but Toronto is great. Glad they're Toronto. taking care of you. They are taking care of me. I'm getting healthier. Then I'll come down and visit you wherever Please. you're going to be because you never seem to be in the same place no more. You know? You're know, traveling around the world showing Jerron how it should be done. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he was going to come for you again. We knew it. S- s- sorry, sir. Uh, you started it. Just going to let you know. It was all you. Got to be starting something. Got to be starting something. Next lyric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really okay. fun just to observe these two. I have to admit. <laughs> so how was the drive down here? Any trouble at the border? Any <laughs> trouble at the border? No, no, it was perfectly great. S- smooth, smooth. As far as I saw, I mean, there was no issues at all. Jerron, <laughs> you agree with that? We got stopped, and <laughs> we were asked to go over to the checkpoint or whatever it's called. And uh, as a white lady pointed out, <laughs> awfully lot of brown people getting stopped. I don't Just think she said out. that. Actually, yes, she did. Did you want well, me? Did you just different say that? white lady? Yeah, it was. A, oh, it was a white lady. Oh, it was yes. a white lady yeah, there yeah, that yeah, said you that. Thought I was bullshitting, didn't you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm serious. No, wait. I didn't realize that's what no, you were telling me when we were talking about this pre-show. Yeah. So I didn't realize that that was what. You were saying that it was a it was a white a woman there with with the husband of her husband was of a color, and she basically made a look to Jerron that was like, mm, "Okay." <laughs> I picked up on so it right away. Now and then they had talked about it later. It was like I, I confronted her later. I was like, earlier when I walked in, you made this face and you kind of said something like, "Were you trying to allude that they were stopping?" And she she came right out. And was like, "Hmm, lots of brown people in here getting stopped." <laughs> but she was like, "Welcome to Canada." Do y'all feel hey. like they stopped y'all for the same reasons? Well, because you, you, I mean, you're considered to be a minority, and you were traveling with a Caucasian woman. Well, possibly. <laughs> I mean, possibly they they were probably like he the Brussels. Maybe it's because he's a brown guy. I don't know. I, I I'll admit I did fumble over the question of like how much alcohol. I, I mean, he's like, do you have you know more than one point four liters per person in the back? And I was like, no, I don't know how much. Each bottle has yeah. whatever. Then he started asking us questions, and I admit that we probably did look suspicious. I mean, we did not look, look suspicious. We well, didn't know how much alcohol we had. The black guy's an engineer. The white girl's like a Peace Corps volunteer. <laughs> I'm from Farmington. She's from Waterford. That just don't add up. No, it, 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 it sounds kind of made up. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize when you were telling the story. I thought that was uh, another minority woman who was. Who was no, it was that. a white lady. Damn. So how long were y'all at the border? Did y'all get held for, held up too long? Or was it 
Search the car. They We're searched clear? our car. Then we walked. Yeah, they really did search us. They like said, put everything <clears throat> in your pockets on the seats, blah, blah, blah. Right. Then we go inside, and then we sat down for 10 minutes. That was when put our bags through the x-ray. Put our bags through the x-ray thing. Would they put your bags coming into Canada? Yes. Yo, that's the first I've ever heard of something like that. Going yeah, into America for sure, but I've never heard that going into Amer- going into coming into Canada. I, yeah. I remember once crossing the border uh, with my ex, and we were with some friends. Do you mean? Yes, I mean that person <laughs> that we all know. Um, take Bobby that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I keep messing up. Because you know, I have out. a girlfriend now. That's probably gonna be listening to this, cause I play it for when I edit it. But anyway, and I and probably shouldn't give me any more crap for anything that I've said so far. I mean, Hannah, Hannah. What? Well, I, mean, I mean, that she just messed up there, and it wasn't me this time. No, she didn't say no name, so it's all good. I didn't say nothing. So, um, but uh, we were crossing the border, and it was like New Year's, so I think they just check everybody. Went to the casino with some friends. We came back. We're getting checked, and they check the car, and then you can hear the guy on the thing say, uh, yep, uh, car number, whatever, is clear, but can't get the trunk to close, right? Then me and my girlfriend both say, oh, it's broken. Yo, do you know after we tell this border patrol guard that the trunk is broken, he proceeds to ask us, are you aware of this? <laughs> what do you mean? Are you aware of this? Yes, because we just fucking told you that the shit was broken, so we are aware that the trunk is broken. Wow. <laughs> Dumbass. I don't know what test he passed to get into this. Wow. <laughs> Serious. They probably so. just gave him a script. Next, ask them, are you aware of this? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a, like a chart they go through, like you were saying before. Exactly. It's like, hmm, all right. Brown, not brown. <laughs> then it like funnels down but, to like a next one. Is like, hmm. yo, they'll ask you questions that will really confuse you that make no sense. Like, do you live at home? And you be like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you stumble, and they pull you aside. Uh, um, oh my god! Yeah, I, I do. I, I think. Like how you said they ask you, why don't you have a car? <laughs> what is, they ask you stuff like, I've gotten like, why didn't you have a car? And I was like, I didn't realize. <laughs> that I needed to have a car to cross the border. Hot mess. That a thing. So I haven't had a lot of issues since I moved to Canada, though. Going you across. Haven't? No, I haven't. Like, I just give them my passport. And then they're like, welcome back to the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And then when I come to Canada, I give them my papers. And they're like, welcome home. Literally, when I come to Canada, they ask me, like, two questions. Where were you? Any alcohol? Welcome home. That's it. So, hmm. but I'm glad you guys came because we wanted to talk about millennials today. Glad to. Because there's a little bit of a misconception. We read a couple of articles that uh, Jerron agreed with. <laughs> <laughs> you can say something. What you got the microphone for? Talk to the mic, man. Talk to the mic. She's 100% correct. <laughs> you know, for this guy talks so much. Shit, y'all. He talks, and now all of a sudden, you put a microphone in front of his face, and he don't know what the fuck to say. He's well, nothing a- like that. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just, just trying to be overbearing. I'm trying to let everyone else speak. I, no, Are you this not is to this. Be yeah, this is a group effort. Everybody should contribute, and you are one of my very good, intelligent friends. 
and we want to share your intelligence with the rest of the world. Thank you. It means a lot. You you don't have to whisper into the mic. It's already <laughs> hard enough to figure. So anyways, we'll get started. So y'all read those articles, right? Yep. We had a couple of articles that I sent you guys to talk about. And one of them is called The Real Problem with Millennials and What to Do About It. But... <laughs> By um, an author, I'm not really. Millennials. Um, oh, we should say that we are millennials. Yep. I am. Of, I I don't know because there's there's a there's like a bracket, right? Because yeah. there's like the lower. When I say lower, I mean younger. Um, the tie pot eaters. The tie pot eaters. Totally that's yeah. I. I feel like that's a different generation. Yeah, those, and those are the the younger ones. But they're, they're not millennials. I want to say millennials are all millennials would be at least in their twenties now. I have to say, we can look this up. No, it's earlier than that. It's like eighty-two to like two thousand one or something. Yeah, something like that. Because my sister is seventeen, and she's considered to be a millennial. So, anyways, I know Jerron had a lot to say about this article. So did Hannah. And he's been holding his thoughts because we were talking about it during the pre-show. And now he's ready to share his thoughts with the world. So why don't you lead us off, man? Tell us what you think about this article from Vanessa, and then we'll we'll go into some other stuff. The problem with people like Vanessa (laughs) (laughs) is that it's not that she doesn't understand It's that she just, she wants things to be the way they've always been. Mm. And people like that don't understand that as life goes on, things change. 100%. I mean, we we don't live in the same time where the wage is the same and you can get away with dropping out of high school or college and making some, you know, $25 an hour forward. And those days are gone. Pension plan, be able to take care of your family and, yeah, and work with not a lot of education anymore. Mm -hmm. 100%. Those days are are over. It's hard to get jobs now with an education. Truly. And she says uh, she's happy with one or the person she's referencing, she's saying she's happy with, you know, 140 characters meant to say it all or whatever information the latest push notification provides her and before that she says i think the real problem with millennials is the fact that they have difficulty being specific well let me be very specific i'm gonna I, i'm i'm very straightforward let me be very simple you hire <laughs> stupid people and that's why you get stupid results look there are plenty of educated people out there that know what they're doing and they work very hard. And this stereotype that millennials just want everything handed to them for nothing is ridiculous. ridiculous. Why? Why do? Why is it that I'm required to be absolutely faithful to some company that's not faithful to me? 100%. You want me to give me? You want me to give all that I have for eight dollars an hour for twelve hour days? for nothing that what is that supposed to add up to and she complains here in her article that 
uh, people don't know how to talk on the phone. I talk on the phone fine, and whether <laughs> <laughs> and whether whether I'm speaking proper English or it comes out with some ebonics, in either case, I get the job done. Right. And if she wants to complain about people not doing well at that. Oh, you got Sorry, let me. I just want to say. <laughs> just say you just just say that it's okay that you you uh, put two articles that we talking about together. It's all good. So uh, what I want to say though, which confused me about our article. I had a lot of stuff in my mind thinking back and forth between the articles. So what my issue is, my issue with her argument, part of well one of the many issues. I have what her argument is that she says that um, I'll read this paragraph. Um, Invite a millennial you are considering hiring to tell you what she knows about your company. And she will repeat back to you something you wrote in your recruitment campaign. For her, your soundbite is enough. It does not cross her mind to do her own research or dig deeper because details don't matter in her world. She is happy with 140 characters meant to say it all whatever information that latest push notification provides her. Now, this is what drives me crazy about our argument. As she's saying, the complaint is millennials are not specific enough. But if you only have 140 characters to relay what you're trying to say to people, doesn't that mean you end up being more specific because you need people to understand what you're trying to say? You're saying more with less words. You're saying more with less words, right? So... It doesn't really fit her argument or it doesn't contribute to our argument that millennials aren't very specific when we can get our thoughts across in those small amount of character or uh characters. What do you what are you looking at, man? He's looking at the article. Looking, looking at the article. article? So go ahead. Hannah, what you what do you have to say? Jiran. So I'm, what I think <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm bringing it back to you, Jerron. I just knew you had a you had a lot of thoughts, man. No, it was a lot of stuff I wanted to say, but it's weird talking on the mic versus us having more organic conversation. Just, just let it flow, man. Like, pretend the microphone is not there. Just because you, I can see you a little nervous about this, as if it's an interview. It's not an interview, man. He's shaking. Are you shaking? Why are you lying to these people? Listen, it's the first time you're doing this, man. It's all good. People gonna love it because you got a lot of good information to share. Yeah. So we gonna go to Hannah. We gonna. He's not shaking. <laughs> so well, can we start over? <laughs> not not the whole thing, but this this whole thing that you just created this this whole of it's okay, Jerome. <laughs> let, let us hold your hand, type of thing. Like you wanna you wanna like say something for me and then go off, so it can be more organic than. All right. So okay. what what was the other thing you wanted to say about the article? Uh, I thought that it was a very narrow-minded uh, evaluation of millennials. I, I would be curious if she could give further detail on her interaction with millennials that she's had in the last, I don't know, three to five years, Yeah, uh, both professionally and personally. But, you know, you see it all the time, right? Like, even on LinkedIn, I see people post stuff a millennial is xyz you can't do this you didn't you know millennials need to learn this right and it's like they make us out to be like the worst generation to have ever existed like we we don't contribute it's, to it's society nothing, it's nothing like that and i think 
like I said earlier, when things are things are changing as time goes on, like right now we have an abundance of people who are going to college. Right. Record numbers. And we also have record numbers of people graduating that can't find a job, that are having 100%. difficulty placing in their field, if any job at all. Well, and right now we have the largest uh, amount of jobs that are not being filled in the trade area. Right. So you 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 get a generation of people to go to college and to put themselves in fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars worth of debt and sometimes even hundreds of thousands if you go into grad mm-hmm. school and then you tell them, Go out here and get a job and they're like, Well, you need three to five years experience and we would wouldn't mind if you throw in your firstborn child and maybe your right. soul, that that'd be great too. For ten dollars right. <laughs> I think you're well, asking I think you're that's pretty generous. I was going to say like eight fifty an hour. Well, I think that I think the system is broken, and I think that we don't acknowledge that the system is broken because you're you're taught you're told this story, right? Go to school, get educated, get a job, live happily ever after, mm-hmm. whatever Cinderella type bullshit, right? And then you get into the real world, right? Where they're like, and we talked about this last night, where they want you to have this degree to get this job. And then you start applying. You get the degree, start applying to jobs, and they're like, oh, we want the degree and three to five years of experience for this entry-level position. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, where the fuck was I supposed to get the experience when you when I had to work my ass off to get the degree? I'm trying to get some experience with you so I can get some experience. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, just give me, give me. And I, I'm always of the mindset, like, I can learn to do anything you need me to do. Which and then. That's what I think is the beauty about millennials. Like, she does not talk about that at all. She says that we're, like, not going to be in specific, blah, blah, blah. But I think that we are, like, maybe we're not, ex- like, a lot of us are not experts maybe in one particular field, but we're, like, good at learning, and we have a wide ra- range of knowledge about a wide range of topics. And because we have access to a lot of different cultures through different, mm-hmm. um, like, social media platforms and things like that, and there's, like, multiple ways of doing things. And I think that, Van- like Jaron said, Vanessa just wants the old way. Still. Well, I think a lot of people believe that, you know, when you talk to older generations, and and I talk to people about this all the time, is that ways of thinking change. Traditions change, you know. They adapt, you know what I mean? Could you imagine being the same? Like, think about something as simple as, I I think you always want people to be forward thinking, right? Because think of something as simple as a TV. As I look at my 55, 60-inch TV screen in this in this room here. <laughs> you're lucky you're not in America because somebody be trying to get in your place. They don't know where I live. They don't know where I live. But uh, <laughs> but I'm just thinking. Can you imagine the first TVs were much much smaller, bulkier, black and white? Could you imagine whatever scientists worked at GE or whatever electronics company then was like this TV is good enough. This is enough. We're good. You would never have this flat screen TV with HD and blah, blah. You'd still have this black and white, this black and white box that, that isn't good. And I think that's the difference between millennials. And it was funny because I'm thinking about this, this quote I thought about from Black Panther. Have you seen Black Panther? The movie? Uh, yeah, I was fortunate to see it first in Taiwan. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll have to talk about that later. But one of the things I... Th- Say it, say that again. No, 
I saw it also. It's a good movie. Uh, you said you saw it in Egypt, though, mm-hmm. is what you said. I was about to say something dumb. Never mind. I mean, it was not going to make no sense. But um, <laughs> I want to I go back to something. You were I was going to have to go cut it out. Okay. I will go back in a second. I'll, I'll go back to you. But um, what I was going to say was one of the things I remember there's a scene where she's talking to her brother about some device. And he's like, it works just fine. And she was like, what's wrong with you? Don't you understand? Just because it works doesn't mean it can't be better. And I think that's the mindset of millennials. It's like, yeah, it may not be broken, but we can make it better. We can make it more efficient and it can, you know, we can improve upon what it does now and it could probably do more. Go ahead, Jerome. What did you want to say? I think she was saying earlier with, uh, you know, if you ask a millennial to do something, uh, the response was to Google it. And as you both were saying, making things better, Google is a resource. No different than any other resource that people use to educate themselves or to gain some type of knowledge or figure out a problem. But I absolutely agree. I think that she does not recognize that we are really we're good learners. Like we're good at adapting and picking up new knowledge and finding new knowledge and using our resource. I do believe that a lot. Uh, but I always find that people that are always willing to make such general statements like that are often the same ones that do those things themselves. I, I guarantee you that she, like most people in this world, use Google. And quite often to Absolutely. find places, everybody uses Google. Some, like little information here or there, and I think if you're not using Google or the internet in some regards, I, I would be interested to figure out how fast you are getting the information that you're trying to, <clears throat> you know, utilize when there's something that's much, much faster available. So, question for both of y'all, right? So obviously. It seems like Vanessa, it's an opinion piece. We can say that there's not really much actual statistics or information to back up what she's saying. She's just, it's just, it's an opinion piece. But the the <laughs> the thing that is a reality is there are a lot of people that feel like that feel how she feels about the millennial generation. And I'm wondering, where do y'all think that comes from? I was just gonna hit that. There's a there's a machine shop that is like right down the street from the job that I work at, and we send jobs him all the time for him to put things together for us for different uh, equipment or different machines. Uh, that I hate talking in this mic. It just feels weird. Talk to the mic, man. I, I, if I like, without the mic being here, I feel like I could have a real conversation. Sorry, if I, 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 unfortunately, sorry, I, I wanted to have mic stands for you guys, so, so you didn't have to hold it. No, there's, she's trying to shut the mic in my face. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, she's holding it like she's a reporter, (laughs) like she's trying to to get the exclusive of some shit you did or something. All right, she's just rubbing the mic on his. Nah, don't from me. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like like this now. This is kind of cool with me. Um, there is a machine shop down the street from the job that I work at now, and the guy who owns the shop, he's very smart. He's been doing uh, machining uh, for maybe thirty years or so. 
Mm-hmm. I came to drop off a, a drawing. He had this one kid from high school. High school. All right. Working on a bridge board. And he was so frustrated with this kid. And I think he, he's definitely not a millennial. You would call him, I guess, what is it, Generation... Gen Z, maybe, Gen or Z later or than that, yeah. And so he's... I'm, I'm bringing this print over to him, and he's constantly stopping from talking to me to go back over to the kid. And I can just tell by the way he's you know, interacting with him. He's not really teaching him anything. Right. And I feel like when you... like. When Vanessa brings up, well, this is how you're supposed to talk to millennials. This is how you're supposed to teach them. No, like, if you want somebody to do something that they've never done before and you want them to do it great. You have to teach them probably how to do it. You have to show them how to do it. And it's not Mm -hmm. that millennials just require this special attention because they're incapable of doing something without being, you know, hand, without their hand being held the entire time. Mm -hmm. It's just that I think their generation is so used to doing things a certain way that Mm -hmm. they don't understand it. There's other ways that people learn. Not everyone right. learns the same. Right. And he could have easily taught that kid how to do the job that he wanted the way he wanted had he actually taken the time to show him, like, here's how you set up the part. This is what I'm looking for. Instead of just kind of throwing at him. And but then you would take something like that and say, well, all these young kids, they don't want to know. You know, they don't want to learn. They're, they're incapable of learning. And it just, it just uh, you know, perpetuates the stereotype that the younger generation is incapable of doing. Right. With the older and generation. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the expectations when millennials or, or people in general hit the job market. There's this expectation that you have this education, so you're supposed to have this particular skill set that you've never even learned or never even been taught during the duration of the time you were in, in university. And I, one thing I've learned about every job that I've had is you may have the experience that reflects that job posting. But they still got to teach you exactly what it is they want you to do. They still have to teach you how to use their software system because you could be, let's just use something like Salesforce, right? People use Salesforce for different reasons. Other organizations use Salesforce for different reasons. And the way they may use it at one company could be different at another company. And so even though you could be using Salesforce at one company, you will have to go to another company and completely learn the whole thing over because they use it, they utilize it in a different way. So I think when you were saying about the expectation of like, you got to teach people properly. If you teach me properly how to do what you asked me to do, I will master the fuck out of it. And I will do it absolutely properly. Agree. Hannah was going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say I absolutely agree. You agree? I like and when then, I'm agreed with. And that, and that doesn't <laughs> require for your hand to be held in. Look here, honey, you're going to put it right here, and this is how you do it. And if you put your hand just like this and you turn the knob, then you, you'll accomplish whatever yeah. it is the thing is. You don't but uh, what, what to uh, ba- was like, like kind of baby you like your like your child. And you're so I, I think she even in this article, and uh, there's another article we're going to get to as well. But in this article, she made it seem like what really drove me crazy about the article was there's a portion where basically she's saying the issue is Parents aren't parenting properly. Parents have, parents have never been parenting properly. <laughs> right. <laughs> How about the fact, it, oh, nursing, it's great. And then scientists say, oh, nursing is bad. Oh, wait, formula is great. Oh, no, formula is bad. Plastic bottles have been great always. Oh, wait, no, plastic bottles right, are terrible. Right. And then there's all these, these ideas that if you hold your child like, or they cry or you don't, then they'll make them better or not as successful. So, 
I mean, who, who really knows? I wanna I wanna talk about something else she says in this article, to to highlight what she says should be done to millennials. So uh, she says, what will help today is creating an in-house education program at your company to train new hires to be detailed. Now, it really sounds like what all companies already do <laughs> or actually should be doing training. is training, training you to do the job you're supposed to do. <laughs> but she's, job, specific, she's specifically Vanessa, talking about being detailed because she's saying we're not specific enough. So she's talking about there should be an in-house program to teach you to be detailed. Now, if you understand anything about maybe how reports are written, details can mean certain different <laughs> Hannah is scratching her boob right now. I just want to let everyone know that. She was like really in there. You are so irritating. Uh, uh, damn, what was I about to say, man? Um, I lost, I lost my train of thought, yo. Oh no, she. I mean, if you're gonna talk about having a program where you're detailing. Uh, oh, for like, for people that are hiring in, it sounds like you're just doing a terrible job right. at providing job training. Hundred percent, and I think that you're also hiring shitty people. To be honest with you, yeah. and I mean, if they can't do the job that you want them to do, and then they can't learn the stuff you're teaching them to do at the job, then partially it's on you as the organization to hire people who are capable of learning what you need them to learn. It sounds like Vanessa doesn't know how to hire people. <laughs> Vanessa doesn't know how to train people. But um, it it is very condescending. Most importantly, let them know that being detailed is so important to you that you will spend your own valuable time continuing to double check up on them by monitoring their calls, setting an automatic CC on their emails, and attending customer meetings with them constantly and without warning until you are sure that they have mastered the practice of being specific. Sounds Can like we imagine? got a micromanager right there. Right. And nobody likes to be micromanaged because when you micromanage, you don't build trust. And especially the millennials. Yeah. Because we we can't do, I mean, this is just, I don't like this (laughs) It sounds like Vanessa has enough time to spy on you, but not (laughs) enough time to train you. (laughs) Um, So she finishes off with saying millennials want to be successful. They just have not learned. <laughs> As Harvey S. Firestone of Firestone Tire said, success is in the sum of the details. Now, I'm pretty sure she's taking that quote out of context to to make an argument, um, to make her argument. But what, what do you want to say, Hannah? I was going to say, I don't know what kind of business she has, if she's trying to like sell to people and who she's trying to sell to. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like this article does not recognize the fact that some people are comfortable with ambiguity. Like some people don't need those details. And I feel like I'm one of those people. So like, I don't know if you're trying to sell to me, like I don't need those details. So why are you focusing so hard on it? So like, if I don't know, it's just like Jaron said, very narrow minded. I don't know. I don't... And I think also what I was trying to say earlier, the details could mean something else to somebody else to, for example, like a report that's given to engineers, right? Like Jaron is engineer. That same report could be given to accounting, and they're looking at different details, yeah. right? They're not looking at the same details that Jerron would be looking at as an engineering report, as an engineer. Yeah. 
These guys are over here doing crazy <laughs> shit. I was gonna say, uh, my manager. I'm not gonna say his name, but good job. <laughs> I'm not trying to get fired, but no, he uh, he actually doesn't provide a lot of direction at all. Mm-hmm. He'll say like, "I want this done," and that's it. Like, you should be smart enough to figure it out. And I've been working there for two years, so I figured. You've been doing a good job. I've been doing a good job so far. So I I don't know if maybe maybe the assignment's just not that hard to figure Mm -hmm. out, or maybe I've just been just smart enough to figure it out and and not lock it up too bad. But again, Vanessa, you don't know how to do your job. (laughs) Listen, we're not going to badger. But I feel like that's going to come back to her because she, I don't know, such a close minded view about what a business could look like. Well, like I understand the need for details in some situations, but I just feel like by recognize by not recognizing that there is also benefits to like being comfortable with ambiguity and like yeah being adaptable to different things and not needing it to be so formal and in a box. She's like, so I feel like it's gonna harm her own business. So she starts off with saying that um, you know, uh. The first complaint she hears from business owners or about millennials always have to do with either their sense of entitlement or their lack of boundaries between professional and professional life. Do y'all think that we have a sense of entitlement as millennials and that we lack proper boundaries between our personal and professional lives? No, I think we're, well, I think there's some people at my job that, that are older that would say that probably about me, but. I don't see as that uh, one. If I'm going to be someplace and I got to work there, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to adhere to what you feel is the right behavior, so you can be happy that I'm there. Right, right. Like it's I, just like that's deeper than just the way that you're putting it. I'm just saying that's deeper than than just that. Like, if you could talk more about that. <laughs> Uh, more specifically. So, uh, <laughs> so, can you give us the right details, Jerome? Right, so, uh, I'm I'm a salary based employee, so mm-hmm. as long as I get my hours in every week, it doesn't really matter. But there are some people that show up at six thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, per the requested time. Mm-hmm. I show up like six forty five, sometimes seven. And some people have a problem with that. My boss doesn't say anything. You know why? Because I stay pretty freaking late every day. Mm-hmm. And I put in more than enough hours every day to reach the the requirement towards the end of the week. And people are like, well, you know, it's you millennials think you can just do whatever you want. You know, you don't want to follow the rules. It's not that. It's that I figured out what works best for me. And it even works better for the company. Um, so mm-hmm. why are you complaining? So do you guys think, and I'm going I'm to let Hannah lead off with this one. Uh, do you guys think that it's just the concept about millennials, it's just like one of those generational gap things? Like every generation had that negative perception on the younger generation and baby boomers had it against whatever the next generation is and then they have it against us? Or do you think that there may be some truth to what Vanessa is saying in this article. 
I think the truth is that, yes, we do things a lot differently than what she's used to. Yes, uh, we are comfortable with a lot of decisions that we've made. I think it's millennials, a lot of millennials that I know and their professional environments are... Cut, you gotta let your man cut, go. Cut. <laughs> this continues to roll on, sir. Uh, go ahead. We're gonna let yeah, Jerron sure. have his thoughts for a moment. Moment of silence for Jerron to have his thoughts. Yes, I. Yes, I am entitled. <laughs> I, I'm entitled that I went to college and I did the whole, you know, college degree thing, and I come in every day. I work my ass off. I'm entitled that I work more hours than what's required i'm entitled that um, i deserve to be happy and comfortable in the space that i'm in i'm entitled that uh, things are not as they used to be for her as they are for me mm-hmm. things change and i think she should be more willing to adapt rather than but me. i think there's even some some negatives to that right like like for us like for her generation you could buy a nice big house four bedroom three bathrooms maybe hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars you know what i mean Whereas now for us, the cost of living has gone up and the the salaries aren't matching the cost of living. You know what I mean? Like inflation, you know, you have inflation every year, whether it's 2 2%, 3% or whatever it may be. But every year wages don't go up 2%, 3%, 4% to match the fact that the cost of living is going up. And that they've had more time no fault of their own for being born in a different different generation to to actually um to to find some stability in their lives to be able to do what they need i mean i've heard things about millennials millennials aren't having as much sex as other generations are apparently yeah i've heard this and that concludes part one of this podcast episode We will continue our conversation in part two. Again, the articles we discussed will be posted on our website at youngprostalk.com. If you would like to get in touch with us, please send an email to youngprostalk at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, Young Pros Talk, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Young Pros Talk. Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.